everyone, welcome back to the Here's Why podcast with your host, me, Chuck. As always, it's been a while since I have seen you guys or interacted with you guys or been on the air. I know I have a lot of explaining to do and that will come, you know, in the coming weeks. If I feel like it, I don't know. I don't really have to explain myself if I don't want to, but you guys deserve it because I love the shit out of you guys and um, you're very loyal and down to earth people. And I think you deserve to know. Um, why I've been off the air for so long. Frankly, it's really a shorter story than I'm making it. I'm making it sound much more dramatic than it actually is. Uh, you know, it's just been, uh, times are weird. You know, the, the world's falling apart. The country is collapsing. There's uh, grown men pulling their dicks out in front of little kids. Uh, people are busy, you know? It's, it's, I've got a full plate just like everybody else. And um, it's just, <laughs> just took a little while to, uh, catch up after um some stuff that i had going on but i am so thrilled to be back i'm so thrilled to be back in the airwaves in your ears and i'm really excited about this week's episode because my guest today is such a badass um and she uh well her introduction is the whatever she chooses to introduce herself with is gonna blow my introduction away a member of the lgb community i think it's just the lgb I think she only identifies with three of the 47 letters that we have now. I'm not entirely sure. I will let her clarify that when she gets here. Um, but yeah, veteran, uh, member of the community, outspoken, I guess, anti-activist, you can call her right now, which is interesting. And these these types of you know stances are becoming more and more common these days. And I wanted to kind of explore that, not because... I'm a hateful, uh, typical old white guy, um, but just because it's happening. <laughs> Traditional folks, conservatives, religious types, so on and so forth. And Samantha is none of those things. She's not someone that, um, not someone that you, well, I guess I shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but not somebody who I would imagine at first glance to be um, so outspoken against the LGBTQIA plus ampersand division sign uh, community, but she is. And um, I love her content. Uh, she's got an awesome Instagram page that I will allow her to decide, obviously, if she wants to disclose that or not. Um, and she'll be here in just a couple of minutes. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and take a, a quick break here that you guys won't even notice, as always. And we'll be back as soon as she gets here. Can't wait. Oh that my was, god, that was hard. That was I'm sorry. So weird. No, that's okay. You know what? That's uh, that's good. We got the most challenging part out of the way. Uh, hey, Samantha. Hi. <laughs> Thanks so much for doing this. I'm really excited to have you on. Um, just full disclosure, I have been trying to get Samantha on for a while, but I'm sorry. Uh, but. <laughs> No, it's all good. I was actually just telling everyone in, in the intro, you know, it's a weird time to be alive. I mean, the country is collapsing. Uh, the world is ending. There's dudes mm -hmm. flashing their dicks at little kids. It's people are busy. You know, it's we got a, a lot of stuff going on. So um, no worries. I'm, I'm thrilled to have you here. And I'm really, really excited. Uh, how are you feeling? I'm glad I'm doing this for sure. Definitely. Are you excited? To, uh, yeah, I've noticed that you um, that's actually why I took interest in your page. Um, like to begin with, I think one of the first things I saw you doing was like you were at some like city council meeting, just fucking like throwing heat at some people <laughs> that I don't know about. But uh, it it looked like you were you meant business and uh, which is pretty cool. And 
And like I was saying again in the intro, I think more and more stances like yours are are coming out from within the community. You know, you're we're very accustomed to hearing these like similar stances from like old people, traditional people, yeah. <laughs> religious people. And and I was telling the listeners that you you don't seem to fit any of those narratives at all. I mean, you're you're self-proclaimed not a religious person. You're certainly not old. Um, you know, uh, traditional, just on, I mean, on the surface, I would, I personally wouldn't say like, I wouldn't assume that you subscribe to any traditional, like, you know, but you know, I mean, not to judge a book by our cover or anything. What, um, what was it that, what, what was it that kind of made you want to take the position that you have? Well, so I used to be pretty liberal. <laughs> I grew up in Connecticut, so it was very, very anti-gun there. You know, we had the whole Sandy Hook thing happen. Yeah. Um, my whole mom's side of the family was very liberal. So I'm, I kind of call myself a recovered liberal, I guess. I don't know. I have a friend who calls herself that. And I was like, oh, I never thought of that. I guess that's kind of me too. And I think my turning point was just, I, I think first I became pro-gun thanks to the Marine Corps, because, <laughs> nice. you know, I, I started shooting and I was like, oh, this isn't, you know, like they say it is in Connecticut. I mean, in Connecticut, they literally teach you that if you pull the trigger, it's going to like come back at you and kill you. Like that's, it's insane, the propaganda they teach. But then the like final blow was definitely what's going on with the LGBT community. That was, that mm-hmm. was it for me. That's when I, I stepped back. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're, that that's not a very uncommon again that's not really an uncommon story and that's um i can really relate to that i grew up um in illinois another super blue um blue state you know if you pull the trigger once three bullets come out like just complete nonsense um and really in a similar fashion i think it was probably guns first for me as well um i decided to get my ccw because everyone around me was getting like shot and robbed and stuff um and so i got my ccw and i was like this is like it was almost like doing anything scary. Like if you can think back to your childhood and like you look up at like a really scary giant water slide or something and it freaks you Mm -hmm. out at first, but then you go down it a couple of times and then suddenly you can't stop. You're like, Oh, this isn't so bad at all. You know, I just have to learn how to, how to do this. Um, and then yes, slowly, but surely, especially over the last, like the better part of the last five or six years, it's just insane where this is going. Like it's, it's not, it, it's no longer, you know, none of my stances have really changed as far as like people should marry who they want, like do what you want to do. Like I'm a, I'm a pro freedom dude. I will always be a pro freedom dude, no matter what, but it's like there, there's gotta be some, some boundaries here. And I think the boundaries should be commonsensical. I think they should just revolve around just really commonsensical stuff. Like don't do this, in front of children, you know, like right. maybe there's not 624 genders. Maybe there's just a lot of narc being kind of weird. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. From, from someone who's um, someone who's from within the community, was that like, is it, is this a recent thing for you if, or have you been kind of like picking up on weirdness for a while? Um. So honestly, I, I was in Florida when I started to see the change. So it wasn't very prominent in Florida because we all know how Florida is. But yeah. I was in like a LGBT kink community in Florida, in Tampa, Florida for a while. And 
one of their like main principles was it's an acronym it's called NIMIC never include minors in kink like that was something they lived and breathed by like every club yeah every club every LGBT event or kink event was always 21 and up always not even 18 and up for me I've never seen that before can I write that down real quick what is it NIMIC yeah N-I-M-I-K just never never involve minors in kink Someone yeah. reminded me of that um, acronym. I actually forgot about it because I hadn't heard it for years. And then someone in my comments was like, hey, you remember that acronym? And I was like, oh, my God, yeah, I learned that when I was like in the kink community when I first went. Wait, can it. I ask you? I, I'm, I don't mean to derail you or anything, but what I just whatever you're comfortable with sharing, what is a what is a kink community? You, can you back up just real quick? <laughs> sure. You were in a kink community that was like, mm-hmm. what What do you guys do? Do you guys have like, it, like coffee dates and stuff? Honestly, that's part of it. It's really funny. You can have like, they call them like, um, yeah, you have like coffee meetups or like it could be something that platonic and simple, but it's also on the very far end of like the alternative spectrum where you can have like what they call play parties where you do like kink sex related things together. And it's all 21 and up, you know, everyone knows sure. what they're going into. So yeah um yeah it's it's everything in between too so it's fun but you know you don't bring minors to that we thought that was like pretty well accepted (laughs) yeah like goes without saying yeah well that's interesting i I mean you know i've been around a few blocks a few times i must say uh i don't think i've ever been to um like a full-on kink party that must be interesting i'm we might have to we might have to revisit that a little bit later when i can get my head wrapped around it um because I have, I just have like a fucking weird old guy movie. Going <laughs> yeah, on we could right now. we could revisit that. But yeah, I saw the shift. I'd say in like 2020 is when I saw. I was like, man, eh, maybe 2021 is when you I know, saw it. You know what it really was for me is you know growing up in in the area that I told you about. You know, super blue, super liberal, self proclaimed liberal, like my whole life, and the people around me were the same. And around right around the same time, 2020, you know, 2021, people that I had known for my whole life started throwing all these words at me, like phobic, you're this phobic, you're that phobic, racist, like all this fucking shit. I'm like, bro, you've known me for fucking 28 years. What are you talking about? Like, you know, none of the things that you're saying are true. Why are you saying this? You know, it's like, I'm just trying to wave a couple of flags here. Like, hey, this is getting a little bit weird. And people just got so crazy about that. And they're, it's almost as if they're like married to the ideology. Like you can't. No, they like, really the, are. The ideology is like the new religion. And like it's if you say anything against the religion, it's like the new church comes after you. Just like in the old days when Christianity was like fucking up the whole world. Mm hmm. No, you're absolutely right. And and imagine being in the LGBT community like I was. Yeah. I, I had a girlfriend at the time, actually. And I remember kind of, she was kind of neutral, but her friends were very liberal and they were like throwing all these, these new words at me and, you know, all these different sexualities and like all these different genders and stuff. And I was like, what is, like, I don't know what that is. Like, why can't, I thought we were just going to stop at like, you know, transsexual, which was pretty rare. I remember meeting like old, old school transsexuals at some of these clubs and they were very in tune with their biology. Like they were very honest with you. They were like, yeah, I am a transsexual like man or a transsexual woman. Like I'm actually biologically this just to be, you know, straight up with you. And they were like, really, 
they really up, upheld consent and like biological reality. And now it seems like that's not a thing anymore. Yeah. It's so weird. We're, we're starting to do, we're starting to do like the make believe thing. And I, I really don't have a problem with that. Again, I don't I have no, no problem with that. If it's within that, like King party or whatever, whatever you're doing. Um, if everyone knows like what's going on, cool. Like who fucking cares, dude, but I'm not going to play make believe. Because if we start playing make-believe and start demanding that people accept make-believe as reality, then whoever has the loudest voice just gets to decide what reality is. Like Whoever has the largest platform, which right now is people who we don't want to have that platform, they get to decide what the new reality is. And that's fucking terrifying because, (laughs) you know, these kids who are coming up right now, they're going to be like running the world at some point and they're going to have absolutely no idea what real reality actually is. That was actually one of my questions for you. I have a couple of little bullet points here and I was going to ask you, did, have you like lost friends and, you know, maybe family members like within your whole um, crusade against the new alphabet mafia? Well, so yes. Um, I wouldn't say I lost friends. I, we kind of drifted from just the whole like COVID things. We had a lot of things that we did not agree on with that. Um, uh, that's probably for another time, but um, sure. yeah, I'd say they, they're very critical of my views. I got a couple of them were DMing me like, why are you saying that? Like, that's hateful, blah, blah, blah. Um, a lot of them have just kind of ghosted me. Oh, these are all friends from Connecticut. I've retained all my friends in the Marine Corps. We're all on the same page, but yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't talk to thanks anybody. For your service, by the way. I forgot to mention that. What was that? I said thanks for your service. By the way, I forgot to mention that. You were in, weren't you? You look like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll thanks. Thank well, you right well, back. Well, <laughs> well, you can always it, tell when dudes are in, but not not women. <laughs> was it? Was it the? Was it everything? Literally everything about my outfit right <laughs> yeah. now. Cool. No problem. <laughs> it's all good. Um, I'm about it. Yeah. Um, Cool. Uh, yeah. Awesome. That's, that's another, another, another cool thing about your, your whole like persona, like you're impossible to put a finger on. That's why I had to reach out at, at first. I was like, I can't fuck. You're just all over the place. And I was like, what is this chick about? I gotta, I gotta. <laughs> Everyone says that. <laughs> well, you are. I mean, and it's, it's not like, it's not critical at all. It's, I think it's fucking awesome. And I think, honestly, I think more people in the world would probably embrace their whole personalities the way that you do but a, a lot of people are not really comfortable with themselves. They're like, and especially right now, like people are afraid to speak their mind, let alone mm-hmm. live their, their mind or their truth. And I hate to even fucking use that word, but you know, no, people even are, gay uh, people are afraid to speak out there. And that's one of my points is, so I'm in an organization called protectors of innocence. It's pretty new. Um, and it's composed of pretty much all LGBT people. And, that's my new community because I had to find a new one that the LGBT pretty much exiled me <laughs> because yeah. of my different opinions. So that group that we're in, we fight against like the general umbrella of child abuse and things like that. But obviously one of our big focuses is on the LGBT community as well. And their part in you know, pushing this child indoctrination and abuse that's going on. So, so, so I'm, I feel weird saying this, but I'm relieved to hear you say child indoctrination because I started kind of picking up on like, that's what these people are kind of trying to do. And they're using Mm -hmm. schools and the media and cartoons and stuff. And I was like, this really does feel like 
textbook indoctrination. But if you throw that word around, you know, people on the on the vote blue, no matter whose side or on the like, don't challenge my liberalism side, like whatever you want to call them, they'll, they'll just fucking jump down your throat. And it's like, dude, oh, if, I know. You, if you crack open the easiest history book, like the thinnest, most black and white history book that you can, this is just textbook. It's like it's so fucking plain to see. And I think once once your eyes are kind of open to that, there's really no going back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like with the rise in voices like your own and, and I hopefully like mine, I don't know how much exposure I'm going to get, but I think we're going to see a lot more people kind of shaking themselves awake here pretty, pretty soon. Um, so what do you think, uh, what do you think the plan is moving forward? I mean, you've obviously taken more steps than I've seen most people take um, as far as like kind of right the ship as far as the community is concerned but do you think the lgbt the rest community at large do you think it is savable at this point or do you think it's just kind of going off the rails and people are just going to start splitting off and doing their own shit like yourself it's already split is the honest truth it's completely fragmented you have the lgbs so you have a huge coalition of lesbian, gay, bisexual people who completely oppose anything transgender um, and all of that. And um, that's not really the stance that my group takes. We kind of acknowledge that gender dysphoria is real, but it's being appropriated. It's being, mm-hmm. it's literally being appropriated by these people who are using it like it's a trend. And that's so disgusting that people are, are celebrating a mental illness and they're yeah. making it like it's fun to have that because it's not. Cause if you talk to people that actually suffer through gender dysphoria, it's a horrible path. It's it's a path yeah. of depression and body, you know, like a lack of body acceptance and everything. It's terrible. And I really feel for those people. But um, then you have the obviously the radical LGBT side, or like we like to call it the QIA. We call it the QIA plus radicals because it seems like as soon as those acronyms were added on, everything went haywire. When it was just LGBT, it was pretty relaxed and this wasn't really happening um and then you have the like radical feminists who oppose um again like the whole tq plus community which i don't know personally i agree with a lot of what they say most of it but some of it's a a little radical so now i think it's the whole radical lgbtqia plus jesus like alphabet soup community (laughs) um has caused factions of more extremism that's what really sucks is you've seen so many people break away and now everyone's extreme there's like a a million extreme groups yeah yeah i i totally agree um i call them and and i have actually i've I've spoken with a couple of uh people who who really did suffer with gender dysphoria and we they have the same the same stance as far as like making it a try i call them bandwagon trannies which is incredibly (laughs) insensitive i should probably stop saying that but Mm. it is it's like it's like boring it's like boring people it's people who haven't done anything really remarkable because they're Mm -hmm. fucking high schoolers what high schooler do you know that's like done anything remarkable you're a kid and they're just like they don't really have a personality of their own and they're like oh this is here's this group of people that will accept me and make me feel awesome but mm-hmm. then three weeks later they cut stuff off of their bodies and then six months later they fucking swallow mommy's medicine cabinet because they just put themselves in this irreversible position that they cannot fix anymore it's, it's dreadful it's really really gross um what's going on and sometimes i feel like i am 
victimizing myself because like I'm like only consuming this one bit of data. So what do you I mean, do you think it's it is as big a problem as the two of us think it is? Or do you think maybe we're blowing it a little bit out of proportion? Maybe last year I would have thought it was being blown out of proportion. But this year I've met a total of six detransitioners now. I personally have met them and, and talked to them and listened to their stories. Um, and six is too many. You're talking about six people that can never have some of their body parts back that are infertile, that have all these health complications because yeah. of transitioning. And they all transitioned as minors too, all six of them that I met. Um, so it's already been happening actually far longer than we thought. There were some of them. I think the one, one of them was dating back to 2016 when they started transitioning, which that was is crazy. Question. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. And so it is a huge problem because this ideology is being taught in schools now. That's why I'm going straight to the source and talking straight to school board officials because they're allowing curriculum like this to be in schools. They're allowing these conversations. And you and I and everyone knows how confusing puberty is. We know, we understand how uncomfortable it is, especially for women who like get a period and you're like, Oh my God, what is this? I don't want to be a woman. This sucks. Like I remember thinking that and I remember saying like, I was like, Oh my God, I don't want to be a woman. I want to like, you know, rough house with the boys and, and not have to deal with this stuff. And this ideology is so dangerous because they're telling confused kids that there's a way out of like puberty. You could just take puberty blockers and then you don't have to go through normal puberty. You can go through the other puberty or you can stop puberty. And like, that looks like a dream to kids who are uncomfortable. So it's no, I think we have every right to be extremely concerned about this. And and I'll tell you something. It's, it's not, this isn't new. This is not a new strategy of big pharma. You know, I can remember um, growing up and this is, something that I kind of struggle with still. Um, but you know, I was, I was hyper medicated as a kid because I was hyperactive. I was, I fucking hated school. I was never good at school. I didn't like to like sit down, you know? Um, and so they just started pumping kids like me up with fucking Adderall. Like when I was, yeah, growing I remember up, that. Yeah, when I was growing up, it was Adderall. And then when they mm-hmm. couldn't sleep because they were on fucking meth, they would give them Ambien to fucking put them to sleep. And then in the morning they would take like another dose of, of Adderall. And that was, that was like a, a big pharma trend for yeah. a decade, you know? And now mm-hmm. it's, um it's basically the same thing, except it's, it's much more drastic because we're, we're, we're doing surgeries. We're doing surgeries on kids that are completely uh, irreversible, which is, it's just, it's fucking crazy. And to your it's point, mind blowing. Um, it's, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing that we're here right now. And I hate that. People, yeah, I don't I don't understand. Yeah, I hate that people forget how corrupt big pharma is, just like you said, they are so corrupt. This is literally not their first or their last tactic of making money off of patients. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It, and what scares me the most is um, as someone who has been through childhood sexual trauma, that can cause gender dysphoric symptoms if not gender dysphoria itself which there's actually some connections there um and i remember having those symptoms so i always i'm i'm terrified because if i had grown up in california or just a few years or um you know like say if i was in high school in today's time i probably would have fallen victim to this gender ideology because 
of that trauma making me uncomfortable in my body and wanting to be you know a male wanting to be a male so that i could feel stronger and more safe and there's a lot of yeah. women that are transitioning or girls that are transitioning because of those um child abuse you know right. um history like it's that's being completely ignored by medical professionals i can't even believe that um because there are studies that show there is a link and it's being completely disregarded and i and as a mental health professional, I don't know how you could sit there and ignore other um, comorbidities or ignore other symptoms or other underlying factors. As a mental health professional, you're supposed to look at the whole picture and you're supposed to dig. You're supposed to peel back the layers and see where these symptoms are really coming from. Look for the source. And that's not being done anymore. They're just fast tracking kids through this gender um transition surgery it's crazy yeah it's it's completely insane where it's going and and the pathology for kids is really well documented for kids who like simply walk in on their parents for example like innocently accidentally walk in on mom and dad you know like whatever the pathology for that is really really clear and it's it's very rare that those kids grow up without a few hiccups like most of them grow up sexually confused uh they get depression they get a lot of them turn to like criminal behavior because they just their their brains can't comprehend that at that point so it like short circuits a bunch of stuff and um you know that's obviously something that's much much more mild than than what you were just talking about but if if we know that we know that the pathology is clear it's well documented it's right there what kind of impact is a, a grown man pulling his dick out in front of an eight-year-old going to have? You know, like mm -hmm. I, you just you can't imagine how fucked up these kids are going to be just from like going to these these pride parades and stuff. And look, I don't want to say cancel pride parades. Like I've been to pride parades. Look, it's fun. Like I've, I had a great time. I used to have a great time anyway, back when it was like seemingly uh, benign. But yeah. now it's just fucking weird, dude. It's it just is. getting weird. And I don't it's it's really hard to it's hard to blow the horn without sounding like a fucking crazy you know phobic nazi or whatever they want to fucking call me this oh week. i know they even they even come at me <laughs> they call me homophobic yeah. it's insane yeah. um yeah it's the problem is is that they they keep thinking it's harmless like oh it's it's just a naked body well that's not the way that you're presenting it though like you're it's everything it has this like sexual undertone in pride right now so yeah. to brush it off like that is not that's not a valid uh response and they forget that children are they're like sponges they are so vulnerable to their environments mm -hmm. they absolutely take in everything around them they see everything they remember everything everything around them has some sort of impact on their psychological well-being yeah. um, and development so by desensitizing them to, hey, by essentially you're giving them the message that, hey, it's okay if grown adults expose themselves to you. Like, that's fine. You're just supposed to walk by and, and ignore it and act like, it, you know, it's no big deal. And that, send that sends a heinous message. That sends such a dangerous message to a child because, God forbid, a predator, you know, tries to go after them and does sexually inappropriate things they're not going to be able to recognize that behavior they're going to 
think back to that one time they were at the pride parade. Yeah. Oh, well, every, you know, every grown man's penis was out here. So this must be okay. Like this behavior must be fine. That's so scary to me. Yeah. We are 25 minutes in. Uh, we had a bit of a rocky start just because our technology was being stupid. How do you feel? Feeling so, so far so good? Yeah. Now that we, you know, got it working and everything. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I asked what your plan was now. Uh, you mentioned that you were part of a, a group part protectors of innocent. Is that a group or is that a community? Is that like a, like a, like an LGBT community? Is that like a break off? Mm, we're like our own community. Um, but yeah, we do have a mission. We have a mission statement that has to do with protecting children from mm-hmm. all forms of sexual abuse and exploitation. Um, it is, and we is do... it exclusive to people who are identify as not straight or can other people no that's not exclusive other people can join we're open to everyone um yeah we don't believe in you know categorizing people like the lgbt community does (laughs) very Um, cool we're actually inclusive actually but yeah we we have a lot of plans we just um created an investigation task force i am actually the lead of it so it's an online investigation so we're kind of going through and um we're uncovering these uh, sex trafficking rings and these child exploitation rings on Instagram mainly right now. That's our main focus. It's it's all Holy over shit. Instagram. You would not even believe some of the content and some of the pages that we're coming across. You have Instagram accounts live streaming um, child sexual abuse material. Instagram refuses to take the accounts down. Um, we submit many reports. We've submitted reports to the National Human Trafficking um, Line. Um, We've submitted reports to other organizations that deal with the sim- uh, similar things. And I do believe that they're looking into it. But yeah, they're aware of it. It's this huge uh, ring on Instagram. And everyone's always very concerned about adult websites and porn websites. And that's valid. But people get so focused on that that they forget that these sites that they think are appropriate for their kids are actually a playground for pedophiles there. Yeah. I, mean, I swear Holy you should look, shit. I'm going to post something either today or tomorrow about what we just recently uncovered. There's uh, these Instagram accounts that are posing as modeling agencies for children and oh, they're enticing. No. Yeah. They're enticing children to send them uh, inappropriate pictures to be models. And they're telling oh, them like, no. we're going to get you famous. And yeah, it's, it's insane. <laughs> that's so that's like, that's like late '90s AOL chat room vibes. That's like, I know that was, someone else said that it's fucking, despicable. It's that's horrible. what we fucking grew up with. Like we that was that was one of the first online stranger danger things. Like don't talk mm-hmm. to people in chat room. Holy shit, man! That just you just blew my mind with that. Um, yep, right on Instagram, yeah. TikTok, same thing. None of these uh, child friendly sites are actually child friendly. Yeah. This is a heavy topic that, uh, that that kind of freaked me out. But um, I'm really glad that uh, I'm glad to hear that you are doing that. That's that's ballsy. Do you um, are you like how do I put this? Are you worried that you might come like become like targeted by some of these accounts, or are you? I mean, you're pro two A, so that's probably <laughs> yeah. That's a, hey, honestly, I know that I'm a little cocky with that. Like, I got a million guns in my house. I do, but um, I mean, of course, there's always a risk. Uh, there's always a risk, but 
I think most of these people live in the, they live in the shadows. They're too afraid to come out. You know, they're too afraid to like skyline themselves. Maybe well, they not. Might all not be. They might not be pretty. Serious. They might not be. Like if we if we keep this up, um, you know, there was a time not too long ago where the idea that pedophilia could even be normalized in this country was just like no, that would never fucking happen. But we are like yeah. two steps away from that being the case right now, which is I know it so, is. It's a good point. It's getting really scary because our own government is promoting. You know, I should say emboldening uh, predators um, and society in general is emboldening predators. That's why we're seeing this increase of just uh, inappropriate content featuring children just out there on Twitter and on Instagram, just right there, just right in your face. And yeah, so <laughs> maybe they are a little bit more ballsy now. Shit, man. Well, shit, uh, you are you're kind of taking it's more than a stance. You're actually taking action um, on this, which is uh, awesome. Congratulations to you. Seriously. That's um, that's huge. And I think more people need to do that, um, but it's ballsy. That's, that's a ballsy, scary thing to do. Not many people would have the, uh, the guts to kind of take the reins like that. So kudos to you really. Thanks. I, I mean, I am, freaked out we're all freaked out i mean when we find this stuff we're still humans we talk about it in the chat and we're just like how is this happening and yeah. why isn't more being done about this um so i'll send you my uh if you don't follow my organization i'll send it to you you should definitely give them a follow but at the end of the record or yeah when we're done here uh definitely plug any and everything that you want to and then yeah offline send me whatever you want to I, i'm fascinated and uh I'd be happy to, you know, show my support or try to help as, as much as I can or where I can. Um, I just had a question that like, oh, uh, emotionally, this which is none of my business. You don't need to answer any of these questions if you don't want to. But it's this like, what kind of toll is this taking on you, if any? Because, um, you know, as as to servicemen, service people, I guess, you know, we all kind of have stress based around our you know, our military time or personal time or whatever, like everyone, you know, kind of has stress and takes things in and gets traumatized here and there or, or, or whatever. But, um, what is it like, are you taking any kind of mental hits doing the work that you're doing now? I think you're, I think you're, you're frozen. Oh shit. Hang on. Fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> in any event, I have no idea where we left off. I think it's fucking awesome that you called yourself attack helicopter. Like you talk about that <laughs> a little bit. My, I can't stand um, pronoun things. They really bother. Like I, there's like 20 million, and it makes no sense. It asked me for my pronouns for the first. They Squadcast just started doing that. They just like started putting a place for your pronouns, and I just put fuck slash you. And I was actually really worried <laughs> that. When you saw that, you were going to be like, oh, this guy's not going to be like a cool person to talk to. Oh, my God. Have you seen my memes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have. No, I, I wanted to plug your – well, actually, I wanted to let you decide whether or not you wanted to plug your uh, Instagram because the, I think they're fucking awesome. And, I'm, you know, it's, it takes a lot to to offend me. And I think I think most people could probably say the same, but they a lot of people like to jump on the uh, you offended me bandwagon. Um yeah. But you know, that's all I got. Uh I again, I'm I'm really honored to have you on. This was fucking awesome. I think uh you're welcome here 
every time that you want to be here. This was really, really a great conversation. Um, and we can talk about aliens next time if you want to. Is there anything <laughs> that you want to uh, kind of tie up or or uh, anything else that you want to touch on? I got all kinds of time, so there's no no rush. I always have like, I mean, there is so much you could talk about with this. It would never end. <laughs> so this might be a good stopping point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we also, we got a little bit of a rocky start, but to our, to both of our credits, I think we did really good <laughs> considering that we, yeah, we had so many technical difficulties there. I think, we, <laughs> um, I think we, we tied a bow on this one pretty well, but um, where can people find you? Where's all your stuff? Well, uh, Instagram is where I'm really most active. So, um, def- definitely there. What's your, what's your handle? What's your thing? It's, uh, at muscle, like spelled like muscle blondie, but it's spelled B L O N D I no E at the end. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I knew that. I just wanted to, just for the, just for the people listening. Um, so Instagram for sure. Uh, Definitely, everybody check out Protectors of Innocence. Do they? Do you guys have an Instagram there too? Yes, it's spelled exactly that. Protectors of Innocence. Protectors um, of Innocence. Um, I feel like there was a couple. Oh, it was Nimic that I wrote down. Yeah. Um, hey, how many more uh, veterans are involved in your life? If you don't mind me, asking? like, is are a lot of the people that you're kind of doing stuff with now? Is there a lot of vets? Because I'm just asking because there's a lot of fucking acronyms, and the two of us. I mean, we know that. <laughs> it's all acronyms in the military. So, yeah, I mean, the majority of my support is, is a lot of veterans. Um, I think there's one mm-hmm. in, well, so I'm also a part of vets for child rescue. They're in, um, an anti noticed that the other day. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm not like officially, officially onboarded. I have to go through a few more steps of like verification. They just do a lot of like, understandably like background checks and making sure, sure, that sure. you're a good person. But um, yeah, I, I did get onboarded, but so there, there's a whole coalition of veterans, obviously it's in the name for that organization. So I do see veterans leading the fight on this anti child abuse. Um, you know, this, just this whole fight, it's mostly veterans, honestly. Yeah. That's for child protection. Uh, vets for child rescue. So it's vets, oh, okay. the number four, and then child rescue. I'm just trying to plug everything that we can here. So definitely everyone go check out vets for child rescue, um, protectors of innocence. Follow Miss Samantha Viscount on Instagram at Muscle Blondie um, and join the fight because, you know, the people that listen to me and the people who listen to me, but say that they don't listen to me, like the motherfuckers that I grew up with. I know you're out there. I can see you. people. <laughs> um, we are, we're, we're all on the same page here. Like I, I really, I truly believe that the majority of humanity is on the same page here, but people are kind of afraid to either speak out or mm-hmm. break away from their like liberal conditioning where like you have to just agree with what, the tv is saying you know what i mean like people are just so terrified to think for themselves right now and uh it's important for all of us to do that because we got a fucking world to save people it's getting real fucking weird and it's not going to stop getting weird unless we do something about it so everyone jump on board uh samantha thanks so much um come back anytime you want to this was so much fun i'd love to 